Hey friends, you're listening to the Hope Blooms podcast where Haley Hope and her friends tell stories of faith, hope, and healing. If you're looking for a podcast that will inspire, uplift, and encourage, then this is it. Let's do this journey together and share hope along the way. Welcome back to the Hope Blooms podcast. You are listening to episode five and this one we had to break into two. (laughs) So this is part one with a conversation with one of my best friends in the whole world, um, Dr. Kat. And I can't wait for you to hear all the wisdom and goodness that God has shared with her and with us through youth ministry um, over the last couple of years. We're going to talk about the Enneagram. We're going to talk about um, kids and youth and youth ministry. And we're just going to talk about life in Jesus. So yeah, stay tuned. And I think you'll love it just as much as I did. Hi, Kat. Hey. Kat has been eagerly awaiting her time to be on this podcast. I know. I feel like you've talked about this for like <laughs> at least a year and to see it come to fruition. Here is it really is, exciting. man. So here here it is. All right, Kat. Well, I know you super well, so you're going to tell me all the things I already know. But the people want to know <laughs> who you are, what you do, what you love, and what hope means to you. Well, I am Kat. I have known Haley for like seven or maybe almost eight years now. And Lucky um, you, man. I'm so lucky. <laughs> Seriously, I'm so lucky to know you and to have you as a friend and a co-laborer in ministry. I'm sure we'll talk about that. So um, I'm excited to be having this conversation with you. Um, I am a wife. I'm a mama. I am a dog mama first. Yeah. My day job is dentistry, but um, I don't know. Maybe my superpower is youth ministry. So (laughs) that's been an adventure. To say the least. Yeah, exactly. We are post-camp, as we're going to talk about. So we are recovering. Right. For sure. We are camp tired still. Camp tired still. And that's okay. Um, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, and, um, I'm a reader. We can talk about that later. Yeah. And a Jesus follower. And a Jesus follower, most importantly. Yes. yes. (laughs) For sure. Um, so, who in the world are you? Did you, like, what has been your path to now? Yeah. Um, I was blessed to grow up. In, you know, I don't know, like, quote, unquote, like the normal nuclear family. Yeah, home. right. Um, you know, my mom and dad have been married last June. They celebrated 38 years, maybe. I don't know. I need to do quick math. Um, we and... love you, Carol and Alan. <laughs> Way to go. And we grew up, you know, with the habit of going to church on Sunday, you know, like knowing Jesus and... Um, you know, I think I carried that throughout my life. Um, I think it was, you know, getting into high school and realizing like, okay, I have choices to make for the good or for the bad. Right. And, you know, what does it mean to 
to want to follow and love Jesus and like make decisions. And so that was where I really started to see myself, I think, understanding the implications of, you know, the choices that we can make in our lives. And when people see you as a quote unquote Christian Jesus follower and the choices you make, like how that reflects, um, you know, on us as a body and, and on Christ. Yeah. Um, I think throughout college that was harder to, of course. um, to make those choices because there's just, there's a lot of freedom. There's a lot of wanting to fit in. There's a lot of wanting to find your people. Right. Um, and I would say for myself after, um, after getting married and getting a little bit more involved in our local church now, um, youth ministry has just blown my faith door wide open as <laughs> That's far as a like, good way to say it. really yeah. seeing, you know, the power of Jesus, what he can do and how like that has truly shaped like my faith and my walk. Yeah. So were you, were you going into your local church seeking youth ministry? <laughs> like, this is my passion. I'm for this. You know, I... I had a great relationship with my youth leaders growing up, um, for the good or for the bad, you know, um, confession, maybe, I don't know. Sorry, Carol. (laughs) Sometimes they were (laughs) the reason and sometimes they were the excuse maybe of what I was actually doing. Um, but I had a good support system. My high school friends were my high school friends and then they were my church friends. So it was not it was easy for me to kind of flow back and forth between that. And so that was a blessing. Um, I think in the back of my mind somewhere, I always thought, sure, you know, I could do that. I could, you know, I could be a leader. I could help. Yeah. I could help. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's a hilarious, hilarious. (laughs) Little did I ever think like where that little thought would bring us to today. Um, I know that our our pastor and mentor is just laughing her head off listening to that right now. But, um, she knew there was going to be more for you than yeah. just helping, <laughs> conspiring. Yes, but, you know, getting connected to a local church body after my husband and I were newly, newly married was kind of the biggest priority that I had coming to yeah. to where we are now. Been married seven uh, count again. We're Nine, going on ten, going on ten, 10? years. Okay, seven. This this is that is fair. I should have. <laughs> anyway, sidebar. I think that every ten years you should have a bachelorette trip again. Cause why not? And yeah. So next year, cat, it's gonna be really yeah. Bad. Like hashtag rebatch or something. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we have a bachelorette every 10 years? Like, I feel like guys just do their bachelor things anyway, but we can plan it. It can be epic. I mean, I think this is also another tangent that guys are really good at getting together, yes. like doing their guy thing. Yeah. And they playing have, basketball, playing video games. Yeah, they have that um, blessing that they can just kind of focus their brains on like the present time yeah. with their, their people. Yeah. Um, and I think... In general, it can be harder for ladies, wives, mamas, whatever, et cetera, yeah. to do that. True. So it feels like it takes a lot more effort. Ten years, man. We're Ten years. It. I have a while, but <laughs> yours is first. Um, <laughs> that'll be fun. So we haven't talked yet, and I've been dying to talk about the Enneagram. Woo! 
on this yes. podcast. We're going there. And Kat and I are, are probably the ones who talk the most about the Enneagram. So would you just enlighten our people about the Enneagram? Some of them have already taken the Enneagram test because I said that on my first yes. one. I'll relink that in the show notes below. Yes. But make sure you do my favorite test. Which one is it? I'll send it to you. I'll make sure you have it. E- eclectic Enneagram? No, 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 no. Ah, oh, that's what I gave You're them. You're Enneagram coach. It's okay. We'll do we'll do a couple. We'll, we'll post a couple. We'll post okay. a couple. It's very important. What in the world is the Enneagram? What kind of Enneagram are you? How did you know I was the Enneagram? <laughs> I, did, I didn't even need to take the test, guys. Kat was just like, you're an Enneagram too. Like, yeah. read about it. This is you. And I was like, okay, like, whatever, man. <laughs> it's real. It's a real thing. Yeah, I mean... There's a whole, you can find a, a different camp for every opinion about this, right? So Fair. that's okay. Fair. Um, I think that, in a nutshell, the Enneagram is a really fantastic tool yeah. to understand um, yourself, your motivations, and like catch yourself where you are maybe trying to do it out of your own strength and not looking to the Lord for his strength. Right. So the Enneagram kind of divides um, individuals into nine different quote unquote personality types. I hate. But it's not a personality it's not test. It's not a personality test. I hate that phrase. The Enneagram <laughs> is about your desires and your core fears. Like I honest to God think that. Lord Jesus knew that there was nine and he could mix us all up <laughs> and float us on the earth. Yes. Um, but it's how to know yourself better and how to understand others better, especially if they're stressed or they're mm-hmm. healthy or not healthy. And you're like, Ooh, that was an unhealthy trait right there. But, yeah. um, it kind of gives you a little bit more grace and insight into them and yourself and yeah. the things that you do and why maybe you do yeah. those things. The but it's like not think about it. A excuse. Oh, for sure. For sure not. The way I like to think about it is if somebody just walks into a room and it's like a mess. Yeah. Most people, some types, maybe not, but most people are going to want to clean it up. Right. But like they're all going to want to clean it up for a different reason. Right. Right. And so like that reason inside of them and the story that they're telling themselves inside of them is what differentiates everybody into some of those different types. Right. Including maybe the type that doesn't care that the room is messy and they're right. just going to sit in the middle of it. Right. Um. Yeah. So when I discovered that, I feel like it just unlocked a door for myself. Cause I think there was a number of different things in that season of my life that I was discovering like all at once. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we can certainly like dive deeper into that if we want to, but I, I was seeing where I was holding myself. Okay. I'm a one, I'm an Enneagram one and people call it the perfectionist. And I also hate that title, but you call it, it's the improver. (laughs) Okay. You walk into that dirty room to help them out. I'm like, listen, books go on the bookshelf. Let's get it done, okay? It's fine. Um, so, yeah, and I was just realizing, like, wow, I have set a standard for myself that is so far beyond my sure. reach, a human yeah. reach, so far beyond an expectation, first of all, to have of myself. Second of all, you know, like, whatever your life plate has, working, mom, sister, friend, like all of those things, yeah. it's, it's not achievable. Right. Um, and in Christ, like he can be, he can fill in those gaps for us. Yeah. And that's, for sure. 
each of those types like has that thing that you're you're seeking that you can't achieve without without Jesus. Yeah. So like when I walk into the room, I'm an Enneagram two. Mm-hmm. There's only nine types. No people. You cannot be two numbers. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just can't. You can't be a three and a seven. It just isn't right. Like when people say that, it drives me absolutely. My insides are hot <laughs> because of that. You are one number. One number if with the If you feel like you're two, we want you to find us and talk to us and we'll figure it out with you, okay? Yeah, and we have a really easy way to do that. Um, but anyways, <laughs> you could just Google the difference between and, you know, you could probably find it. But sidebar, I'm walking into the room because my type is called the helper, but also I kind of like when people are like, oh, thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. That was helpful. Um you saw that I needed that. Thank you for doing mm-hmm. that. I like the like appreciation side. Hint, hint, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> but also more of it's like me saying thank you so much. Gosh, I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when you're no, you're unhealthy. Like I'm walking into this room. I'm gonna do this so they'll do something for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like if you're like, OMG, that might be me. You might be a two. We'll talk. But. um when it's a healthy two, I'm going to do this because, you know, they might not have asked me and they might not have want me, wanted me to do it. But if I do it, I know that I bless them and I don't even need them to know that I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just so many different levels to every single type. And there's, mm-hmm. it's like a really thick onion with so many different layers. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Just by finding your number, there's so much more to find out about yourself. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, it doesn't hurt to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's For sure. helpful. Yeah. But if you are a teenager listening, we are not recommending that you find your Enneagram type um, until you graduate from college, high school, and then we'll talk to you about it. Um, yeah, sometimes, it, you know, like you said, it's not an excuse. So right. there are people that say, well, like, I'm a this, and so that's how I am. And... Like, that might be true, but God has us on a trajectory of growth. And so I think there's people that can say, oh, like, I'm this, and so that's who I am, and I'm done. And that's not necessarily the most healthy outlook. And then I think when you're young, you're growing, you're learning. And I think that's really early to just kind of, like, put yourself in a box without, like, really understanding what it is, how you can use it as a tool, not as I'm this for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm dang it right. type of thing um yes. instead of using it as like god created me this way these are my strengths that he gave me that i can help the capital c church mm-hmm. um Absolutely. and how to glorify him through that so mm-hmm. anyways enneagram one yes love it i love it um yes it definitely so we both do youth ministry together our roles have flipped they have, yeah. Um, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, wow. So when I first started officially serving in the capacity of youth <laughs> ministry with our local <laughs> church, um, it was, um, they were just starting to expand getting big enough that they needed to split like okay we have a lot of high schools and we have a lot of middle schoolers right and so separating those are like different seasons of your life totally and so they were really trying to figure out how to kind of split that up to have a little bit more 
um, one-on-one or, you know, just age appropriate conversations, kids being more comfortable, that sort of a thing. So, um, I chatted with, um, with our lead pastor and, you know, talked about like, yeah, sure. I'll serve in this capacity. And, um, I always, I feel like this is like an important asterisk for like who I am and, and my, my involvement with serving. That was a weird sentence. Um, (laughs) I always really wanted to serve together with my husband yeah, and that's been really important. And we said, okay, like if we're going to do this, we really want to try to do this together as much as we can. Um, and I think that's just been like an important testament and, you know, for those kids to see like, absolutely. I'm not saying we're perfect at all, but like to see two people in marriage, like serving yeah you know like that might be the only picture of like for sure healthy marriage that they ever see so um that's just something that when we first started doing this i was like this is important to us we're gonna do this Um, it's not just gonna be you it's gonna be you guys yeah and and if you're single listening to this don't wait till you get married to serve in in any ministry whatsoever yeah you are embracing your singleness we need you in youth ministry and kids ministry as you are in your story this moment. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Cause that's a different gifting in a different capacity. And yes. it's so, it's so important. Um, so yeah, we started helping out with middle school and then it's just kind of evolved. Then like, then it was middle school really heavy and our high schoolers were light and then our high schoolers started to get heavy. And so you came on and, um, and then we were like growing again. Yeah. And then I started serving in more of the high school role. Um, you know, I had a young baby and like my life capacity was changing. And right. so then we like kind of flip flopped and you started taking a little bit more of like a spearhead overall role. And mm-hmm. I was um, doing high school. And um, yeah, it's been great. I think it's been really um, I don't know if interesting is the word that I want to use, but we <laughs> it have sure has seen, been interesting. It's been interesting, <laughs> you and I. But like the ups and downs of, you know, our numbers and things, I think just reeling from the pandemic and, you know, yeah. kids wanting to be involved, not wanting to be involved. I think just like literally the the ages and the kids that yeah. we have in our local area, right. you know, things have kind of shifted up and down so we've just had to adapt like we we can't say this is what we do and this is what we do all the time and this is how we, do, is it. How we do it like yeah. we have to adapt and be flexible right. and we've definitely learned that <laughs> well from from the beginning you know from year to year we're we're sitting in a meeting evaluating all right is this best for our kids now yeah how, how can we better serve them because it's not about us we're not mm. there for us right. if it was for us that would yeah. no one Shoot, would come. I'll tell you something way easier if it was just for <laughs> me, but yeah. But like, do our middle schoolers and high schools need to eat together? Do they not need to eat together? Yeah. Even like little things like that, we talk about everything so that it's done mm-hmm. the way God wants it to be done in that season, maybe in that semester. Yeah. Um, and be flexible and switch it up, and I, I think that's a beautiful thing because both of us, you know, Kat and I are bivocational and. We're both seeking our pastoral license right now. Yikes. Um, I'm excited and she's stressed. Now um, Carol knows. <laughs> oh, she didn't know. Surprise. You're welcome, Carol. Uh, Carol's her mom, by the way. Um, but it's going to be awesome. I mean, like, 
for too long, we've used the excuse, we didn't go to Bible college, why are we doing this? 100%. Um, yeah. And Renee's laughing, our Again. lead pastor, because she's like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. But God equips those that he called. Um, he calls you, and then he equips you Yeah. in the same breath. Um, and so, like, yeah, dude, I can't tell you all the, the theology about this and that and whatever, but we sure do have some great volunteer leaders sure, <laughs> that yeah. can. Yeah, that's definitely something that I have struggled with, um, you know, just in the back of my head, you know, okay, as an Enneagram one, you have that, like, there's this one little person that's in the back of your head, and it's actually, like, a really mean version of yourself. Yeah. And it's like... What are you doing up there? Right. Like, you didn't go to Bible college. You don't know this. Like, right. what, did you just, like, find that in your study this morning? And now, like, <laughs> so you're just going to, like, what makes that special? I don't know. It's just, um, it's not truthful or kind, but that sort of, like, I, what is my qualification for being here and doing yeah. this? Yeah. And then, like you said, well, like, Jesus called us to do this, and so he's going to qualify us for it. Right. Um, but I think it's a whole new journey of um a friend described it as like a little bit of self-discovery a little bit of like you and jesus and on this journey together because um we're gonna have like a little cohort we're gonna have a mentor yeah and you know the finish line is um like yeah it's a piece of paper but it's it's also more than that yeah absolutely. like especially for us because from the beginning we've been like well we didn't go to bible college well, we didn't do that, but I'd like to be called a youth pastor. Sure. Like, I feel like we're doing that already. Right. And, like, our lead pastor is like, you're pastoring kids. Mm-hmm. This is nothing but what everyone else knows. Mm-hmm. And it's a good tax write-off, by the way. <laughs> by the way. So that's I awesome. didn't even know that until we, like, got into it. I was like, what do you mean, tax write-off? <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's any reason. Nah. But it's like, you know, if I want to love kids well, I have to pursue God in a way that is worth being looked up to Mm -hmm. and I want to be able to answer those theological questions that are hard that right now I'm just like "Mm, I don't know ask our pastors (laughs) like soon I can't say that um and honestly I don't want to I want to God has given us these kids for this season for this time and just through like getting our pastoral license we'll you know, I know that God's just going to show up in a way that, for us, minister to us personally in a way that we've needed. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, in like a little nerdy way, I think learning about that stuff is really fun. Yeah, so when fun. When we did an apologetics, um, we, we, we studied apologetics with the high school kids. This has been a couple years ago. I was like nerding out so hard. <laughs> I went down like the biggest YouTube rabbit hole and I was watching like all those videos of people up on stage and like the Q and A and like, I mean, I was deep into it. It's awesome. And so I think it's, you know, an interest. It's just been a matter of like, which little um, dime size square inch on my plate is this going to fit into? <laughs> I literally told our mentor, like, so I really want to do this, um, but I really want you to be, like, not mad at me if I back out. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Catherine, Catherine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so I feel like more often than not, a lot of people... 
especially for youth ministry, if they're volunteer leaders or whatever, they feel the same way that we feel often. Um, From being in youth ministry for like seven years, what encouragement could you give those people that are like, I'm too old for this. I'm not cool enough. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. (laughs) Um, That talking about sexuality scares me. Um, how do I help kids with pornography? Like, uh, I can't even talk to you about staying, um, abstinent until marriage because I didn't like, um, first of all, yes, you can. Uh, (laughs) and you're the best person to talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could give them all the devotions and all the scriptures and all the songs and all the whatever, but at the end of the day, This is about being there for them, getting to know them, seeing them in their realm and like seeing the problems and the things that they're struggling with as important. Yeah. Because guess what? It's important to them. It is important because it's important to them. Right. And I know looking back, all the things that I thought were (laughs) like the end of the world and like middle school and high school. I literally remember thinking after high school graduation, like, what was I so worried about? Like, right. Or why, why was I stressed about that? Right. But, like, you're in it, and it's hard. And yeah. it's it's getting harder in right. some ways. Like, do I think there's nothing new under the sun? Maybe. But, like, also, it's getting harder for kids. And yeah. phones and all that stuff have really, really changed the playing field here. And so, yeah, you know you're there and you're in youth ministry and it's to to walk alongside with them that's it it's to be there it's you know to see the slump in their shoulders and like the misty eyes and to be like are you okay do you want to go talk yeah and seeing them yeah um that is so crucial and like gosh if i had more hours in the day like to do that that would be that'd be awesome that would be awesome and that would be such a win for them yeah it's such like the why like that's why Mm -hmm. we're here because you know you might have someone awesome at home and you might have someone who's discipling you incredibly Mm -hmm. like that your parents or your grandparents or whoever it is your aunt or whoever you're living with you know but it can't hurt to have another person Mm -hmm. that yeah you know who wants honestly like (laughs) one of our youth leaders was saying like I am so glad that my child is going to have you when she's so mad at me. Right. And once and knows that, then I know that you're going to biblically love her mm-hmm. in a way that sh- you're not going to steer her off in the wrong path. And hopefully she's going to run to you before she runs to her teenage friends. Yeah. Yeah. And we just want to like talk about the things that they're talking about. Like whatever you think they're they're going to come here and like, we're going to give you the truth. Like they're talking about stuff with their friends. They're looking it up online. Like, can we just be real and vulnerable and, you know, brave enough to enter that conversation with them? Right. And, you know, and talk about those things with them. Yeah. Um, because if you're not going to be brave enough to broach those hard conversations, pornography, sexuality, like those things that make your blood pressure go up a little bit, Mm -hmm. like they're going to find another place. And I don't know if they're going to find the answers that we really want them to. Right.
Thanks for listening to the Hope Blooms podcast. We hope you felt loved and left with a little bit of hope today. Don't forget to subscribe and review this podcast on the platform that you listen to. And please share and tag us so we can reach others um, as we share the hope of heaven. Have a great day, guys, and we'll talk soon.